You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. It was good. I made her buy... I'm, we had to... She just hit that record. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about cabbage soup and how that's what my mom brought for my birthday dinner. Oh, oh, for your birthday dinner. Well, I mean, we spent this... That was what her visiting was. Oh, she bought okay. me things. We painted. I'm redecorating my room. And we had cabbage soup with substitution of kielbasa instead of andouille. But I did eat the rest of it. And if I added a little salt and pepper and some spicy mustard to it, it was more just like your traditional cabbage and kielbasa dish. It was delicious. Yeah. But her asking me what kind of seasonings you put on there. And I was like, um, it might have just needed the andouille sausage. <laughs> Like the actual flavorful sausage. Yeah, the sausage that like really adds that flavor. Is your mom Midwestern? No. Oh. Well, she was Army or Navy, military, so from all over. Oh, okay. But she always tries to make different things, and she really doesn't know how to season anything. Yeah. So she was like, do you know anything about seasoning cabbage? And I was like, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't. Yeah. Uh, you put it in a jar and turn it into sauerkraut, and that's the best way. And that's way. amazing, yeah. and I could eat it all day. I will yeah. eat sauerkraut. I will eat kimchi. I'll eat sauerkraut. Anything fermented. Oh, yeah. Straight out the jar. Like a snack. Yeah. And my body loves it because everyone needs more probiotics yeah, in their life. Fermented lives. foods are good for you. They're so good for you. You know what else is fermented? Kombucha. Chocolate. Stop it. Yep. They ferment the cocoa beans part of the process no (laughs) seriously yes oh my god i think my whole life just changed and now you know we watched something about fermented foods and they were like and now we're going to talk about everyone's favorite fermented food they were like chocolate i was like chocolate's not fermented they just grind that shit nope they take it out and they put the whole like cocoa butter cocoa bean thing together and let it ferment what happens if you ferment coffee you get Kahlua? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure that's how that works, but potentially. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm positive that's how that works. Potentially. Uh, there's that special coffee that has to be eaten by a cat, but I don't know about. Oh, and then pooped out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the fanciest coffees known to man. Yeah. Rachel painted her house green, and it is the most stunning space that I've ever seen, and I just need all five listeners to know that. (laughs) It's so much nicer than the white. It's so charming. It's like, I gotta, I'm not, I'm not a renter. Like, why do I always live like a renter? I just live with white walls. I could, I can paint the walls. I, I own the house. And it's such a pretty green. Thank you. And then she painted these mountains on the back, and they're beautiful. Thank you. And I also thought it might be the mountains from. <laughs> you know, I like that. Akotar. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. What's the name of the mountain? I want to look it up now. Remuel. Is uh, that the, that might be because the... that's the one you called Remulod, but it's Remuel. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know the main mountain, Remulod. Yeah. And then there's two others, but I don't. I don't remember. I just remember Remuel because it's the one for the um, like the trial. The Illyrian Mountains. Yeah, the Illyrian Mountains. That's the one that has the, like, obelisk on top. Valaris is the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you were right. Like, it's not giving me an actual... 
I think you were right. That I didn't even remember names so well. Well, I remember because you you called it Remulot. Oh yeah, I yeah <laughs> probably wouldn't and have I remembered didn't, it at all. But now all. that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember because you said it was the delicious sauce you put on salmon. Yeah, was delicious. Like, Remulot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I believe you. I just don't like salmon or crab cake sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crab cakes, I think is what you said. Yeah, because that's... I knew it was fish, but I couldn't remember. Or like, like a po' boy oh. has a nice romulade on it. There yeah. you go. So what else is new with you? Got this beautiful green house. Nothing. Does it just feel different? Do you just want to sit it in does. here It does. It's so much... The, the light is Warmer. different. Yeah. It's cozy. And I bought another ceiling fan. It's so I beautiful. So I have to have the... 90s like fluted glass one that's okay though i mean it's uh, all right one is broken back. i know but they, uh, they're all dirty and one's broken no, i understand and, and that's a nice fan i like that fan yeah. that's gonna feel pretty i think it'll give it a softer light yeah Just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast, she shattered. It's feast, she shattered. Hi, friends. Hey, y'all. <laughs> time for our book talk with kate <laughs> we're doing Murderbot three and four and also we talked a lot about everything everywhere all at once yep because uh, it was heavy yeah was and weighing heavy on the mind once again i will say that i sat and finished this book out in the car for 30 minutes <laughs> that's a that's a pattern that's a trend that yeah. i'm finishing my homework right before i go to class had you read it before no oh you I, were finishing I had a tough it this week. time okay so yeah. just like Diving into it, I am finding these books harder to read for me. For me to absorb the these books, I have to be listening and reading it simultaneously, which there's not as much time for me to do that in right. a week. If I just read, I'll fall asleep. If I just listen, I can't follow. So this is that special. So I was thinking about, I was like, does that mean I don't like these? And that's not what's happening. No. I just have to absorb it really immersively for me to be able to follow along. Right. And I just, knowing that from the first two, I, it was a busy week and I didn't have enough time for that, like set aside. So yeah. having the um, deadline to talk about it tonight, I literally, <laughs> I read, um, I finished the first one. And because I probably listened to the first one three times. Yeah. And it wasn't until yesterday that I was able to sit down and, or no, no, that must, that might have been this morning. That was this morning when my mom left <laughs> before work, um, where I got that one really like out of the way. Yeah. Um, and enjoyed it. But I definitely am, I struggle. 
uh, reading, comprehending these. I think it's also because they're novellas and she's got a lot of story to cover and they're extremely dense and there's not a time that you can tune out. Yes, and that is very true. It is, it's like a TV show that's so good that you yeah. can't play with your phone at the same time. Nope. And I'm so used to listening to audiobooks where if I tune out for a little bit, I don't miss everything because yeah. it's a lull for right. 15 chapters. Yeah, or there's like, there's a little bit of fluff, there's filler. And because it, in each book, there's we're meeting so many more characters, you have yeah. to be really present to follow, follow along. I think yeah. that's a really great way of, that nailed it on the head. Is that how you say that? Yeah, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it on the head. Yes, that'll work. Too. I love messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that would probably be why I would struggle. I mean, I I've read them, um, and I had time to just sit and read them. But like when we get to the novel, like let's just do the novel. Don't worry about doing the novel and the one yeah, after. Yeah, I I would like that because it just even if we do the first half of the novel because yeah. it's as dense as the novellas, but it's novel length. Okay, so, and I might need more time for that, and that's fine. Yeah, I we, might. This is our podcast. Well, what if we did this? I have an idea. What if we give me two weeks to read it, but next week we did our vampire book? Okay, yeah. Because Wings, we've already read. Did that. you finish that? Yeah, and I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was so good. excellent. And yeah. the, and then murder bot. So yeah. divide it wherever you get in the novel. We'll just go to there. Whatever. Just, well, I think I can probably finish it in a couple weeks because yeah. what's really oh, yeah. wonderful. We're going to take a break and do the vampire yeah. and then we'll come back. That's, yeah. that's so perfect. What's the name of the book? <laughs> no, wait, we know this. It's Wings and the, the, the Serpent, Serpent and, and the, the Wings, Wings of, of Night, Night Damn, by we got it. Cassandra something. Something. Yeah. Um, and she'll, you can post that on Instagram. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Well, yeah. and if anybody's following, uh, if one of our folks is following hey, along. We have 12 followers on Spotify. Uh, like geez. 12 people Good. have clicked the follow button. Wow. And at least 11 of those are not me. That is, and not me, <laughs> yeah. which I'm going to do. I didn't even know you could have followers on Spotify until somebody that I was dating sent me their a Spotify playlist. And I was like, no, no, not followers. Please, I don't want to look. Please don't make me. Nancy drew my way through your following list. <laughs> that's like sending your girlfriend a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. But I had asked, I asked for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a DJ. Oh, okay. So I was like, can you please send me some fun new music? Because everything I'm playing is from like 2012. And I want it for my business reels. Yeah. Like cool new music. No one says cool anymore, but I do. It's fine. Cool's I'm going to be fine. 40 on Sunday. I say cool all the time. Yeah, of course yeah, you do. It's fine. Because you're fucking cool. I also say dip. I realize listening to Forever Night, I'm like, and then he dips, like dip, like leaves. Leaves. Yeah. 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 I was like, like fun dip? No. Like, well, speaking of childhood trauma, this book is really interesting because, it's, especially in the first one, Murderbot meets a non traumatized robot. I know. Yes. And that is that was such a cool way of um sorry, I'm pausing. You can cut That's the okay. pause out. I'm I it's, do. at the yeah. end of the day it's really hard. My no, brain doesn't fine. work as much. I've had like I don't know how much a lot of caffeine is, but that's how much I've had. Um Mickey. Mickey. Which what does Mickey stand for? Because I missed that part. Is it same for something? I don't think it's I think it's just its name. Yeah. Murderbot meets Mickey. Yeah. And he is like, what are you, somebody's pet? Yeah. 
You are, are you a child? Were you programmed to act like a child? I, I love his journey with Mickey. I know. Because Mickey's like, no, I just love my people. And he's like, what do you mean you fucking love your people? Nobody loves their people. He literally calls them his friends. Yeah. Oh, those are my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and eventually Murderbot gets to a point where they're like, oh shit, this robot's just not jaded. No one has yeah. ever mistreated him. Yeah. So he doesn't have any cynicism or anger or or trauma at all so he's just this lovely supportive kind little pet yeah friend friend. yeah yeah just a really unjaded innocent yeah friend so this story revolves around this is another kind of monster of the week of course the novellas are right um we're getting oh like the first one is sort of our establishing book the second one is very monster of the week we don't really revisit any of those concepts um except it's like his growth book it's it's Murderbot's first foray into independent action right book and then the third book is really Murderbot is framing it to itself that it's doing stuff randomly, but it's also kind of, sort of heading towards this mining operation or terraforming operation that Grey Chris abandoned. Right. Grey Chris is the evil corporation, evil survey that harmed Mensa. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of choosing his excursions and adventures on like a, like the, a red yarn board. Yeah. Where he's going, oh, I know this thing, so let me just go over here and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he goes to Milu? Mi- Milu. Well, Milu? it takes a transport first, which I love how it opens, where Murderbot has been on this transport. Transport is the name of the ship it's on. And Murderbot put that it was a security consultant. And so the ship has been calling it for every security need. <laughs> so it has been ship security and ship counselor. For the last like 20 some days and it is dying inside. Yeah. Yeah. And he, well, and what we meet are some, um, human slaves. Yeah. Indentured servants. And, yeah, yeah. Who sign up for a 20 year stint. Labor contract. And, a, and yeah. basically like a labor camp. And yeah. they are going to get paid a substantial, quote unquote, substantial amount of money at the end of 20 years. Yeah. And they get basic housing allowance. Yeah. Housing but they have to pay. F- they, but what will come off their substantial amount of money is their food, the power, their utilities, their medical, their bills. medical bills. So yeah, everything. He's real quick to make a like metaphor. Yeah. Check out. <laughs> remind myself to look up what that means. His words. Yeah. Their words. Um, that, like, oh well, I was kind of being called a. You know, like I wasn't being perceived as a person either. I didn't have any rights either, but at least they didn't make me pay for anything. Right. At least they paid for all my stuff. Right. And it asks one of the crewmates, like, okay, so what is the cycle based on? Is the year based on the year of the planet you're going to? Is it the corporation standard year? Is it, what what year is it? And, the and guy's they're like, just like, I don't know. Yeah. And he laughs. Yeah. And it's like in a sad way. And He's Murderbot's like, oh, like wow. oh, this is why I can't be friends with you because this is you. just sadder than... Yeah, Anything. like their yeah. only options. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, just to really go out on a foot. Um, so do you know the World Cup was in Qatar this year? Yeah. And they had to build, I think it was eight stadiums. Whoa. To host. 
And I think the numbers, and if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, but I think there are only like 300,000 people in Qatar. So in 10 years, they had to build eight stadiums in a city that doesn't exist. And there are several documentaries about how corrupt FIFA was to have chosen Qatar and what kind of bribes they got. Well, do you know who built those stadiums? People from other countries. And those people, what we were discovering and what, you know, they were able to realize is that it was basically labor camps. Yeah. And they were dying. And they were working in 123 degree heat. And they were really like, I mean, we're talking about modern day, a modern day slave force. Yeah. And Qatar was able to censor and really control the media and the journalist and any kind of information getting in and out of there that they were able to kind of get away with it. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it, I mean, it was a huge deal. There's several documentaries about it, but that's what it reminded me of yeah. instantly. And I think it's like people who have no choice, yeah. but to go over to this other country and work and just hope and just hope, hope that it ends up better. Than what they were, yeah. where they were, because there was no work or yeah. they don't have any other skill set. And I think that's why these books resonate so strongly is because they are extremely applicable, even though they're in space. So much of it feels like, yeah, I can ac- I can absolutely see where there's a situation where there's a group of people that their best option is a labor camp. Is a 20-year contract. Is a 20-year labor contract where they have no idea how long they're even going to be there. Yeah. Or what they're going to earn at the end because they yeah. don't know how much they're going to actually pay for everything. Yeah. And they don't even know the, yeah. They and can't it's even totally like... worth it because it's better than where they were. Yeah. And so he gets off feeling, or Murderbach gets off the ship feeling very um, sad. Sad. Lots of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And so it gets a news download or like a news burst about uh, Mensa. And it uses its onboard, like, med assessment to be like, oh, Mensa looks tired. Yep. And so something is happening, and it's really hard, and part of it is my fault. And so I'm going to solve it by finding the information that we need to actually put Gray Chris away, like, to actually um, get them convicted or get them, like, off of Mensa so she can rest. Right. And so that's why he goes to Milu. Milu? Mm-hmm. Milu. That's how they said it in the Audible. Yeah. Um, and this, this part gets a little, I had to read it a couple of times, but like, yeah. Gray Chris started a terraforming facility, quote unquote, terraforming. a terraforming facility, because right. what Gray Chris basically does is just find and scavenge um, alien remnants and sell them for lots of money. So it started this terraforming facility to ostensibly terraform this planet, but really they were just using it as a cover for searching for and um, purloining alien remnants because you have to have a permit. You have to have like all kinds of permitting to actually get an alien remnant. And you can't actually go and destroy planets. Right. But that's kind of what they do. They go and kind of like fuck them up. Yeah. It's almost like the plot from Avatar. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Where they're mining yeah. all the resources and don't give a shit about the planet. Right. And the jurisdiction or whatever these giant 
overseeing yeah, companies corporations. or corporations. Yeah. They don't like that. They like to pretend like they don't like it, but yeah. <laughs> it's but what they, they can it. get away with. Right. Yeah. And so this terraforming facility is considered derelict. And so you can derelict my balls. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I love how creepy. That's our Zoolander. I know. I know. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I do like Zoolander. You can derelict my balls, Derek. <laughs> I like Zoolander. I can't. I can't hear the word derelict. Think about it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm trying to ramp up here. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Murderbot. Yeah, Murderbot. Um. So I love how creeped out he is when he or is when it gets to Milu. And it's basically empty. All the shops are closed. All the kiosks are empty. Everyone's leaving because it's there's nothing there anymore. There's no terraforming facility. There's no people to service. There's no traffic in and out. And so it gets immediately freaked out. It's like, I shouldn't have watched that thing about the haunted station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely missed that part, but I'm really glad you talked about it. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was thinking as I was reading this and like not compre- comprehending pieces. I was like... Rachel gets everything, so she'll bring <laughs> she'll bring the good. I did read it. I mean, I had to read these a couple of times because they're yeah. so dense. They're yeah. just they're very information. And you'll dense. miss something, and you get sometimes you get the thing one time, and you don't get it the next time. Mm-hmm. But it needs to get down to this terraforming facility, and so it ends up. It sneaks on a ship that's headed there, right? Well, it ship it gets on ship to get to Milu. That's important because that's where it meets yeah, those two but guards then doesn't it get to um when it the next ship that it gets on is the good lantern yeah good night lander good yeah yes. good lantern good night lander. the good night land lander yeah, yeah. right and yeah. that's when we meet that's when we meet mickey and her group yeah and mickey runs the show and he the sh- the group doesn't know he's there. No. But it, Mickey does. And Mickey's yeah. like, hey, he's how like, are you? Hi, friend. Yeah. And so it knows it can't pretend it's not a robot because Mickey knows it's it's a, a, a construct. And so it's like, yeah, I'm working with my friend uh, whose name is Rin. And Rin asked me to do this. And Mickey's like, oh, oh, friend. Yeah, I get it. Friends. Yes. Okay. Great. And then it's like, well, don't tell anybody about me. He's and, like, yeah, no, and I Mickey's won't. like, oh, no, yeah, totally not. But then it tells all of it. <laughs> it just tells everybody. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't keep secrets from my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and Murderbot's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Who are you? But they don't know he's there until he has to show himself, right? Well. Does he tell them about him before that? It doesn't tell them about um, Murderbot until Murderbot like becomes relevant and then it fills everybody in. Yeah. Cause Don Abena, that's how they said it in the thing. Yeah. Don Abena. So there's at one point, so they go down and they're walking through all these hallways and this, you know, creepy abandoned creepy stuff. terraforming facility. Yeah. And, and they have those two human guards. Yeah. Wilkins and girth girth. Yeah. Which one's a girl. One's yeah. a woman, yeah, which takes a while to figure out, right? And so they hired. So Murderbot's kind of giving him. He's like, "Why the fuck would you ever hire human security? Like human security is like he cannot imagine, useless. Right? just fucking useless." Um, but he, the whole time they're down there, they don't really see anything. 
But he has this really bad feeling. His intuition, which he, he has, is like, something's not fucking right here. It's not right. So, and he's like hiding in a corner and watching everything go down, one through Mickey, and two through all the security feeds. He's yeah. got like direct access. He's He has, in some way, hired himself. Yeah. Or kind of, he's like, oh my God, these are good people. I like them. So, well... I'm going to protect him. And what he doesn't really know is that he's like, these are my clients now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of adopts them. Yeah. And we get this tense scene where all of a sudden this, I like to picture them as like um, <laughs> like a black robot with spidery arms, spidery yeah. fingers, right? Is attacking everybody. Yeah. Um, and actually gets one of them. And then drags off Don Abina, kind of, until... So anyways, Murderbot has to show up out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, he just, He's like, it just pops out. It's like, hi, I'm here. I'm going to help you. But also, he, <laughs> he immediately shows his full cards by walking on a wall. Yeah, like, run, it runs up a wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, a human couldn't have done that. <laughs> so, he literally, like, runs down a yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the instant like runs on a wall and he's like, damn it. <laughs> they know shit. I'm a sec unit. And yeah. the two guys are like, or the two security human. Human's yeah, Wilkins like, and Girth. Are yeah. like, come that, on. They're like, that's a sec unit. That's a sec unit. What are you doing here? Who are you? What are you doing here? So the person that Mickey thought he was, which is security... Concerty consultant Ren. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, actually, uh, security is consultant Ren is on an, in another location and I'm the sec unit he sent. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And there's a little bit of girth and Wilson. Wilkins. Wilkins um, being like, wait, what? Why? Because they have what we learn as an ulterior motive. Yeah. So that's how they all meet. And then we learn more about Mickey. And there's some other shenanigans. Yeah, a lot happens here. And he gets more and more and more creative. Yeah. Which I love. And so much of his creativity is coming from his shows. Yeah. Like yes. replicating things he's seeing on his stories. Yeah. Um, and his entertainment feed. And something I love, and I don't know if we learn, yeah, we learn about it either here or in the next book, but one pod so we'll bring it up the when we learn that his ability to grow and process faster um that was really cool for me yeah so he's like oh i can handle more inputs now yeah i'm actually getting i'm becoming a better ai or murderbot yeah organic construct yeah actually just like organic being yeah he's growing like he's growing and it's growing and improving his ability to manage and i'm not sure if this is a great place to bring this up but i really was thinking about it today but if you think about like through these two books what murderbot is able to do and what we see him being able to do and his special set of skills if he was if he did have like malignant intentions or like, malintentions, he would be a f- fucking yeah, monster. Which is why he's always like, of course, people would turn in rogue sex and units. He We're is fucking terrifying. Actually, a f- superhero, right? Literally, fucking superhero. Yeah, 
Because he takes out those combat bots. Right. And yeah. his ability to learn and do things on... He's like fucking Captain America. Yeah. Or that that what, more relevant, that DC character that... The cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. Yeah, cyborg. Right? But he is a superhero. As an, and I'm reading him go through all these things. And one after another, after another, after another of these conflicts, just like come out on the right side every single time for good reasoning yeah. and being really particular about who he hurts and like whether he kills him or not. Cause almost towards the end of our stories, he's not even murdering anymore. He's not even like taking people out. He's just, well, I mean, some of them. He yeah. Has to, yeah. But I mean, he, has he's, he's, he considers it. He, he, um, he, assesses, he edits a little. Yeah, yeah. He edits. A he little. assesses each situation and goes, do I have to kill them? Do I have to end their life? Or do I just need to like destroy their knees <laughs> and their shoulders? <laughs> and I just, yeah, I was thinking about that a lot in the second book about how. Yeah. Cause in the first book, the very first book, all systems read he, the only complex thing he really comes up with, it really comes up with that's kind of outside the scope of what it normally does is the plan that it comes with up for the plat, like the plateau where they're going to, pretend that he's a sec unit and a real sec unit and then um you know the whole thing where they're trying to get the beacon launched and it kind of falls apart it's not a great plan and then by this book he is like it is like luring a combat bot over with a little captive drone that's playing static and snippets of conversation from sanctuary moon right to mimic like there's somebody over here you better come take care of it yeah. To lure it to where it wants it to go. And yeah. then it can destroy the combat bot however it wants to. Right. Yeah. So we go from really just doing the job it, it was designed to do yeah. to so pushing the parameters of it, what it in, can do. In essence, watching Murderbot become this incredibly efficient and cognizant, like growing superhero. Yeah. Like, it makes kind of sense why they have to keep them all chained up. It does a bit, right? You get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah, because, because they have created these things that are capable of doing. But in but what they're also doing is proving that they are containing an organic sentient being. Yeah. So I, I there's a lot of, yeah. I was looking at highlights because I know there's a couple really quotable. There's that one part where something happens. I forgot exactly what it is. Oh, in the first book? Yeah, Yeah. where Mickey lets him have a moment. Like Mickey disconnects for a second so he can have an emotion. So it can have like a complex emotion. Yeah. And it's because, yes, it's doing all this fighting, which it's really, it's not comfortable. It's pushing its boundaries in that. But it's also having all of these really complex feelings about this group where it wants to turn around and stare at a wall for a second. Yeah. And Mickey and their relationship with, and the fact that they really like Mickey. And I actually wrote this down. Um, but, and I think you really pegged this last time. Um, it's really what's happening is he is feeling like jealousy and like, connection to that relationship right and going oh my god i actually kind of have that and i actually really want this yeah i could have this i I walked away from this this. and it's endearing and charming and i think at some point he 
you know, you can tell how much he likes Mickey. Like Mickey's this little kid that he just wants to like protect, protect. Yeah. Because it's never known how bad people can be and it doesn't want it to know how bad people can be. Right. Because it's like that, the, the kid that grew up in just the really difficult life and you see that other child that didn't. And it's like, I, I, I also, I want to be you, but I also don't want you to be me. Right. And I want, I want to keep you just like, cause I want to see that there is like, I want to protect you because you, because you're what happens when you have everything you need. Yeah. And you are still so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. And he goes through a lot. It goes through a lot with this group and with Mickey. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we could go through all of it, but a lot, I mean, it, a yeah, lot happens, not, but it's also to. just a lot of combat, which we come up with some really creative. She's excellent at creating these really complicated, but also interesting and kind of, you don't ever feel like she's reaching when Martha Wells creates this technology, right. like stealth drones and. Yeah. Um, it all, it feels really seamless. Yeah. It feels like it's so, so imagined like her universe and this technology is so in her mind that she just yeah. has to go, Oh, then this is what would happen. Right. It's just very. Yeah. Yeah. And so Murderbot is there to get files and information and it ends up finding it in a really creative way because everything's been wiped, but nobody ever remembers to wipe, you know, like it was in like girth and somebody's. Well, he has that. It has that from their bag in a bubble or something. It's from, there's like a bot, like a, um, it's like a bigger version of like a holler bot. It's like a huge like bot that lives on this terraforming facility right. and no one remembers to wipe that yeah. per- but it's not even that direct file it's like a backup file yeah and it's he like finds a- all the information he possibly could need right because it did all the mining so it has all this information so and no one's just- gonna use that for like data and analytics right because it's just a bot no it's one's a- gonna look yeah. over there for that and but it's, it's like-, like a janitor i know it's in it, it. <laughs> just cleans up the rubble right like the janitor cleaned the shit up so the janitor knows all about the shit right so it just goes and takes care it just gets the information from there and then it like rolls its skin back and puts the data chips like underneath its skin which is it's always like yeah <laughs> i know it's just its body pockets yeah just well open its rib cage up and hit its communicator well, it's device. good because it reminds us that it's a construct yeah and not I mean, it's a person, but it's also a construct right. and it has different rules. And then as they're escaping, Mickey gets killed. I know. Cause Mickey's up, he sacrifices himself. Yeah. He literally, his, his owner or yeah. his guardian, Don friend, Abena yeah. says, no, you cannot come. You cannot do this. And it goes, I am overriding your command because it has been written well, this is Murderbot's assumption, is that it had, in a dire situation, it is able to... Um, <clears throat> Act autonomously. Yeah. Yeah. And so it does. Yeah. And it gets crushed. Yeah. Meanwhile, mur- and in this simultaneous moment, Murderbot is able to destroy the thing that crushes Mickey. But yeah. Mickey is a, you know, victim of this monster yeah, combat, combat bot. It's combat, a combat bot. bot. Yeah. So we get to see a combat bot in this one, and then we get to see a combat, a combat second, a com sec unit in the yeah. next one, which is actually really scary. Once we met it, yeah, I, like I didn't really comprehend when he talks about it why there is a difference, but once we meet that bot in that last minute, it's like, oh, 
oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, got you it. You are really scary. Got it. Mega monster. Yeah. So we lose Mickey. I know. It's really sad. Murderba is sad. 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 And it doesn't really know how to... So you know what it does? Isn't this the part where it starts episode one? Yeah. Which it... And we also learn that it's affinity for Sanctuary Moon is because it is the first, first. thing that made the autonomous content that it got to choose to watch. Yeah. So it is its number one Valium. Yeah. Xanax. It's its heart show. It's a, it, yeah, it's home. Yeah. Yep. And so it starts that very, it's so, he, or Murderbot has so much grief that it starts episode one. Yeah. That was, and at this point, it's crazy to think we know this character so well that we understand, holy shit, episode one. That that has a lot of meaning. Your first yeah. moment with Sanctuary, Sanctuary Moon, that is what you need yeah. to get through this. Get through this. It's a testament to her writing. that This is three novellas. That's it. That's all we've gotten. What, nine hours, nine audio hours? Yep. With Murderbot. Yep. And you already have such a deep understanding of how conflicted Murderbot is and how hard all of this emotion is for it and how it both wants to feel it but doesn't understand it but doesn't like it but doesn't ever want to give it up all at the same time. Right. Because it's, I mean, that's how life is, right? Yeah. Everything about life is hard. Everything. But at the same time, you're living. Yeah. And so you, you know, everything that happens is so powerful. All these emotions, they make us feel alive. And that's what's happening is Murderbot feels alive. Yeah. It feels connected. It is because it's been disconnected to this like <laughs> software sensor. Yeah. Life sensor. It's all of a sudden becoming so much more of this sentient, full being. Well, I think it could always feel, and it can. It was always had could be that could be this or right. was this, but because of the governor unit, it could never explore it. Right, right. Yeah. So it was being oppre like oppressed. Yeah, oppressed. Because look at what's happening without it. Yeah, it's basically an entire like. What? Where does it end? we don't know she's exactly not she's not done i know but like <laughs> what, at what point does it stop yeah like when does it reach spiritual enlightenment because yeah. like if it keeps going at this rate maybe it does i, I hope she keeps going i'd love to find out i yeah. want to see a murderbot television show like so bad i mean to be honest the way the books are written they'd make great movies yeah because they're so dense I mean, you could really put it into a two-hour, like a two-hour movie. Or like a Netflix, like the one-and-a-half-hour episodes and do yeah. like six of them. Like the way the Brits do it? Yeah. I like the way they do it. They do, yeah, like six six episode seasons. Yeah. Where it's just like um, Sherlock. Really yeah. dense. Just really dense. Really well movie. done. Yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point someone will. Oh, I'm just, the, the movie rights were purchased, but it's one of those things where it's like as soon as they're purchased, it just takes time well, to like. Well, when somebody comes across stories like this, of course, they'll get purchased instantly and then not be made for 20 years, which I, I wouldn't mind if we had 20 years more of technology yeah, to it's make fine. this. I, would, I just eventually. There's some things that need to wait, like Dune. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Dune should have waited I'm in like, it. <laughs> I know you do. I don't mind it either. It was really, it's a whole different story. But I recognize it's ridiculous. I mean, I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I love the new one too, because the update is so nice. Yes. Um, the update is very nice. Yeah. But after all this happens and Mickey gets killed, it's really like murder bots finally has to re- finally has to face the idea that it misses Mensa. Yeah. And it did all this for Mensa, and so now it just has to get back to her. Yep. And so it gets back on ship, yep. which it loves ship, even though ship is basically just like a refrigerator or a toaster. Ship has no... Simple. It's extremely simple, and it's like, a ship. And so it gets on <laughs> ship and takes ship back to Milu. Or no, from Milu to Ravi, Ravi Hatal or Ravi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pick up in the next book. Right. So these two are kind of bang, bang, rapid fire continuations of the other. So as soon as he goes to get back to Ravi Hotel, they're waiting for him. They're waiting for Murderbot. Yeah. Because uh, Murderbot has some sensitive shit in its arm. Yeah. And not only that, but it took a bag from Wilkins and Girth, and it had a bunch of other information in it. And he got some more money. And yeah, he got more hard he currency his, cards. He loves his money. No, like, they love his money these it's days. Like, oh, their money. It, I can just go buy clothes. <laughs> it just buys like standard. That was to be. That was my favorite part. Okay, Fifth Element. My yeah. one of my favorite parts in that movie is when she takes that little box and puts oh, it up to her makeup. eyes and clicks a button and all of a sudden has stunning makeup. Yeah. The fact that Murderbot went into a kiosk, put a thing in, and said, "This is my budget." Straight up Animal Crossings pops up. Yeah. Beep boop, beep boop. I want to wear black and blue and I want it blah, 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 blah. And then it just comes out. I mean, I want that to exist. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I mean, I guess that's what shopping on the computer is, but it just made it. No, because it was instantaneous. Yeah. It just like spits them out. It was like shopping yeah. on a computer, but instantaneous. And then it got money back from. Recycling. Its, yeah, yeah, recycling its clothes. That was like, I really love that part. I had to pause and be like, <sighs> that was really satisfying. <laughs> I love that that was really bad. Well, it's like a, it finally gets to go buy its own. Because at this point, it's got yeah. other clothes. Great point. There's also that like d- emotional depth moment too. Yeah. For me, it was all about buying the clothes. <laughs> you were like, you could just walk into a kiosk and just buy clothes. And I'm like, oh, this is the first outfit it's chosen for itself. <laughs> I know it's it's a good it's a good all it's a whole in packet it's a good package it is a good package it was really I but it ends up avoiding um getting captured at yeah and they um we got a new company whose name which I wrote down hold on I took some notes when I got to this book I was sitting in the office reading in the dark so I took (laughs) some notes so I could uh palisade yeah um so when we get there there but what's missing from this 23 people, 23 highly armed power suits, is that they're all human power. They're yeah. wearing suits. They're augmented, but there are no sec units. There are no combat units. There are no com- combat sec units. Um, it's just hired hired people. Yeah. And <laughs> Murderbot's like, I mean, you, it, for, their gut reaction is, it's probably for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably they're probably here for me. And then they think through all of it and then it's like 
Oh, no. What was it? gets a confirmation that it is there for him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The notes that I took are really out of context, and I have no idea (laughs) why I wrote them down. Like, oh, that was a different Kate. That was yesterday, Kate? That was four (laughs) hours ago, Kate. That was Kate sitting in the dark at the office trying to read the rest of this book. Yeah, when I got back to have a Rattan station, a bunch of humans tried to kill me. Considering how much I'd been thinking about killing a bunch of humans, it was only fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it at this point, it comes up with just, it's just fun to read all the creative solutions it comes up with to kind of circumnavigate yeah. all these situations it that is. it otherwise would have gotten in. Because we, yeah, we're at a part where everything it does is kind of built on before. Yeah. And it's just so much better. Oh, it uses the evac suit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it goes out before it even docks. It yeah. like climbs out into space. It just, it dips. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And the drones, <laughs> you're really right about how it anamorphizes. Anthropomorphizes. That word. Yeah. Every, everything. 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 So the drones are a little sad. They're yeah. like, where are you going, buddy? <laughs> And it's like, I got to go. Yeah. So Moonwalks out in the out in space, gets back, changes his clothes, figures out that they are actually there for him. Meanwhile, he's getting news, news burst after news burst after news burst, watching all of his friends, realizing that Dr. Menza is missing. But like, it's not <laughs> the deduction and its ability to go, oh, that's what's happening, is crazy. Right. And her ability to write that so that we can follow that deduction, but I would never have gotten there on my own. Right. Was really incredible. Fucking brilliant, yes. Like, her intelligence is just like... Yeah, because he's just just reading, like, BuzzFeed. He's just... Yes. He's hopping on the internet. He's reading reading a bunch of, like... He was taking some BuzzFeed quizzes and realized that Dr. Minza has been kidnapped. Yeah, and he's like, oh, she's missing. This is a game called Guess the Amazon Shopping Cart List from 10 Feet Away. (laughs) All right. So we sorry ran out of space on the SD card and it quit. But we had just gotten to the part where he escapes ship by the evac suit. Right. Kind of sneaks in. And then he is like, okay, that's it. I'm going. I'm going to go save Mensa. But I should probably get rid of this information first. Which is like the smartest thing I've ever seen a character do ever. Yep. That's one thing about him that I think you especially, because what I listened to, what I heard you saying (laughs) in your most recent criticism of everything, everywhere, all at once, is you like your shows to be relatively efficient. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want any extra bullshit. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Like things are much more I don't like satisfying bullshit. Right. Yeah. If I can see why you put that in, fine. Awesome. Great. If you right. threw that in there because your show was 45 minutes long and it needed to be 48 minutes long right. to be an hour with commercials, fuck you. I don't want those three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have 25 chapters a lull, yeah. Rachel's out. And the only reason <laughs> she's going to keep reading it is for her pal Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I agree. And he does, he is a very efficient, that's what makes him a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and mail these to Mensa's family group, her group marriage, whatever. I'm just yeah. going to drop her, all these in there. Wow. We don't even know. It's, it's Her partners, her life part, partners. Yeah. It's yeah. a um, variety of genders. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it. Um, do we know that? Yeah, we do. Oh, that's so know. cool. I think it may have mentioned it before, but it will mention it later because we meet. Spoilers. I think in this book we meet one of her kids. Oh, we meet a kid for sure. Yeah. And it refers to her second mom. Oh, it's like my second mom, Mensa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so sweet. And they live in like family groups. So the people yeah. that all live together aren't necessarily all married. They're just all like one big, like commune. Like a community. Like a community of related people. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. I love that. So. Where is this place? That's on preservation. Light years away. Yeah. Can we get there? I don't think so. I want to go it's there. It's probably because if they need to get away, they can get like whole ass galaxies away. Yeah. So sure we can all live together. Because I could literally go to another solar system if I don't want to talk to you for a little while. Yep. That's pretty yeah. cool. So he, it wraps all of the little data chips up, drops them in a package, mails them, them off. off. And he still has our information from their initial adventure together. Yeah. And literally at this point, problem solved. That's all the information that they need to take Gray Chris down. And it's shipped off to safety. Yeah, immediate, I was immediately scared, like, oh, no. I thought, oh, they're going to intercept any mail going to Mensa. But then it goes to, re- back to Murderbot. It Sorry. goes to rescue Mensa. And I love the scene where it rescues Mensa. Yeah. It goes through a lot. There's a I lot that happens. I love when it met um, Pinley yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. And she's, like, kind of pissed at him. Yeah. Or it's, it. Sorry. It's like, um, you ran away. And yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, Sorry. And in, she's like, you left us in some pretty deep shit. Yeah. And it's like. and um, But immediately sorry. also, we're sorry we know we messed up. Yeah. But we understand. It was a lot. We threw a lot at you all at once. Yeah. And we did it and, wrong. And I'm sorry. And that's the first time we. And there's a moment. And I and I really thought this was a great moment where Murderbot is also in the moment of a self-reflection and going oh my God, I feel like myself and I feel so safe and I can just be myself and she knows who I am and I don't have to look at her and she doesn't need me to look at her and I don't have to put any pretenses on and I don't have to peacock. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I can just be me. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, I made the right decision. <sighs> yeah. This is the best. Yeah. Yeah. My clients are the best clients. My best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my clients are the best clients. Yeah. Yeah. So the, a whole lot happened. I mean, it's complicated the way it has to get in because Mensa is in this area where they can't, like, right. there's no, Another reason why in. we can't go through the plot is because I cannot, rem- I cannot tell it's you what lot. they had to do. It is a lot. Yeah. And I, I've read the book probably three or four times and I still probably couldn't tell you beat by beat just right. off the top of my head. Which is why I you have, have to, to be so present when you read it, which yeah. is also a really good thing. Like it's an immersive experience and you cannot play with your phone while you watch this on TV. No. Yeah, you have to be right there with it. But it does eventually get to Mensa. And it's like a moment of relief for both of them. Because Mensa's like, oh, you. And you. Murderbot's like, hey. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And so they go through quite a complicated, like, superhero route to leave. Like, yes, they it do. is breaking into back parts of the station it is sneaking through cargo areas it is like but he has set up this entire mousetrap yeah like he has sat in his hotel room which another adorable part on the display i was like same i just got my new 65 inch tv which i want at my employee party and i feel exactly what you're feeling it is completely overwhelmed and overcome with joy 
at this room size, like wall size display. Yeah. And it puts on a show. Yeah. A new show too, even. It came up with some new show. But it's also disciplined and doing its homework and creating all these, writing all these different codes to get it out of potentially disastrous situations. And thank God it did. Because once it kind of like unrolls all of that at the end. Shit happens. Yeah. And and it's like, oh my God, you just wrote that code out of nowhere while you were watching Sanctuary Moon. Yeah. It was like, okay, so if this happens, I need to have this prepared. And so it gets Mensa all the way down to like, they're going to get Mensa on a ship. And all they have to do is get through this loading zone and there's nobody in there. And Murderbot is like, shit. Yep. This is bad. And so they make a break for it. Like Mensa loses a shoe. And they keep running. I know. I was trying to picture what. And it's so like. theatrical. The way that she writes this scene is so. You're so in it. You're just like, oh my god, make it to the door, make it to the door. It's a book. Mm-hmm. You can read it, but you're still just like, oh my god, I really hope they make it. I hope they make it to the door. And they get there, and like, there's a combat bot, and they have to fight their way to this door. And it's like, okay, go under. I'll be right behind you, because it knows Mensa won't go if it doesn't think that sec unit's gonna follow. And so Mensa goes under the door and it's like, hope you have a good life. Shuts I just mickeyed you. <laughs> Shuts the door. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now I got to fight this combat unit. And the combat unit is like, you don't want to ascribe a, a alignment to a robot, basically, because it's as restrained as Murderbot once was. You don't have to was. But align it, but you can use a fictional it's character. Evil. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's like Voldemort and um, Rambo put together. Yeah. But we're not at combat sec unit yet. We haven't gotten big monster. Is that what we're talking about now? Well, this is... Because we have several. I mean, he goes through quite... I'm, I'm kind of shorthanding us all the way to the end of Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, okay, so this is the first time we see a combat sec unit. Yeah, and it has right. written that code where it's it like starts level moving... It's like 10 monster. It starts moving all the, like, pallet jacks and what shit around. What do they around. call them in video games? Final the, boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's the final boss. This is the final boss. Yeah. That we've heard about very selectively in like small moments throughout. Yeah. At least it's, it's not like, a combat sec unit. Yeah. It's yeah. like, cause man, they're, they're scary as shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Right. And right before we realize that that's what we're dealing with, he unloads his codes and all these little mouse traps that he set up. He gets all the like holler bots, all these bots. He takes complete control over them. It's like this... They're moving at random patterns. And you're picturing it, the way she's describing it, you're picturing this like chaos of defense. And then your boy, (laughs) the combat sec unit, comes in and just like, snap, takes them all over. Yeah. And what does it say? It sends us a text message. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) um, I will kill you. It breaks down its walls and sends us a text message and says, um... Something very simple, which I will never remember. It's like, I'll kill you or I will destroy you or whatever. Well, that's what it says when it asks its purpose. But its first thing is just a command to like, decease, cease, stop. And he's like, no, (laughs) I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it does, it does fight back pretty efficiently but it only has like 30 seconds ahead of this guy. Yeah. Instead of it's normal, like I'm light years away. I'm yeah. light years ahead of you. And how do we, how does he get away? How does it get away? They save it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are, um, they, our figure crew out, friends. they figure out how to open the door. 
Yep. And they get Manually. It out. Yeah. Our buddy. Yeah. Gwathrin. Yeah. Yes. Who, they have such a cute relation. Like, not cute, but like this like charming. It's enemies to bros. Yeah. <laughs> Enemies to platonic lovers. Yeah. Enemies to I don't hate you actively all the time. Right. And they're, (laughs) and they have the funniest, like, yeah, their little dialogues and interactions are really charming and funny. And they're both like, I fucking hate you. Actually, Guafin isn't even really doing that. I don't think it's really just. I don't think Guafin has a specific emotion about it. I don't think. That Gwathryn understands the appeal of Murderbot to everybody right. else, but it but Gwathryn knows that everyone else seems to like Murderbot for some reason, and so Gwathryn's willing to go along if it's nuts because that way all of it's all of I'm just and, trying to I'm saying it for every pronoun, but like that way Gwathryn's friends don't abandon him and because my, he abandons my that prediction unit. and what I what I think is you know where this is going is they may end up being and don't. Don't validate me because you will. I'm not. Okay. Okay. No spoilers. I really think they'll end up being the best of friends. And that's how I see it going. But we'll see. We'll see. Great job. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. But I like the part as soon as they save sec unit, it's like, can you get the shrapnel out of my hip? Like, I I can't walk. Can you get it out? And Gwathryn's like, we'll get, we'll just do it in the med suite. And it's like, we're rendezvousing with a company ship. There, there's no med suite for me. There's only the cubicle. Like you're, no, you're asking me to go back to what I had before and I can't do it. It's like, no, this can't wait. you got to get this shrapnel on my hip right now. Yeah. Because so it's they, going back into exactly what it's always been afraid to have to go back to, which yeah. is a company ship. Well, and I was, I'm glad you explained that because as I was listening to this on like the fastest that it could possibly go in the car, <laughs> I was a little bit confused as to why it wasn't like how they got out of there. So they, they had to go get on a company ship yeah, that so they the had already paid for. Well, the company couldn't act basically because they, Gray Chris or whatever, were like holding Mensa hostage and they couldn't really hurt Mensa because they didn't know what she had against them. And so everyone was kind of deadlocked. And so, so some of this is micropolitics. Yeah, it's, politics. it's corporation politics, right? Where the corporation okay. couldn't act, but if Mensa say showed up at their doorstep to get on a ship, I mean they're her bond company, so technically they have to get out they of there safely. They have to help her, or they are they're forfeiting their bond. So for they her. didn't come on the gunship. Who didn't go on the gunship? The preservation didn't come on the gunship no why was the gunship there well preservation did the gunship was waiting there because so like mensa's on the station and right. gray chris and palisade have her right and palisade and the corporation are effectively like um rival bond companies right so the corporation can't act against palisade and palisade can't really act against the corporation if the corporation isn't doing anything oh. so mensa and preservation hired the bond company initially when they went to that planet. yeah so they they rolled in on that gunship right by the company the company's gunship well but when they went to leave pin they- lee and them did but mensa had been kidnapped and taken to that station and so as a reaction to mensa being coerced into going to that station the gunship showed up because they are liable for mensa's bond still oh so, so they it's like a battleship that showed up so the company could say 
we see what you did. Yeah, we're trying to save Mensa, but they can't actually do anything. But they're not anything. actually doing anything because they might be double dipping. Right. So but it's they have like to a, show like they are showing This up. is a lot of like the stock market when people short the stocks. Right. I don't really get it. I don't, I, I, I vaguely understand how it works, but what it basically is, is like. So the gunship's n- a facade side, of the company trying to help Mensa. Right. And we're kind of at a stalemate. Sure. Where they can't harm Mensa because they don't know what she has. Because they know there's this information out there somewhere. And that if they, if they harm Mensa, they might be able to. They might be liable for the okay, Matt can't someone stand fighting. it. Come can't. on in. Anyway, if this is all an extension in. of the original bond. Okay, and so if the they can original bond from the original adventure. Yes. Yeah, so if they can get to the gunship, if they can get them to the gunship, <laughs> then the company can protect them. If they can okay. get on the gunship, the okay. company can. Protect but they don't them. make it to the gunship. They make it on another company ship. Well, they go to the gunship. Say hello to the friends. Yeah. We have a cameo now. Hey, this is Matt. You have to say hi, friends. Hi, friends. Okay. This is Matt. And this we can Matt. roll. And right, we're rolling. Right. Now, go ahead. He was dying because I'm trying to explain his bond agreement. So basically, it's just a stalemate. Okay. So, and yeah, so they have to help themselves. The company can't help them. But once they get far enough that the company can help them, the company will step in. So, okay. So when they are escaping... And they get on a ship. They don't get back on the gunship. They get on another ship. No, that ship. is the gun, the company's gunship. So yeah. they do get back on the they gunship. They get on the gunship. Oh. Right. Yeah, but they're taking a little shuttle to the gunship. They're taking yeah. a shuttle to the gunship. Yeah, they have, yeah. They have a little dinghy. Oh, They ride to the gosh. gunship. Okay, yeah. that's why they, I was like, they the have gun, to get on the station. The gunship station. doesn't want to dock with the station because... Then they're too close to the station to intercept anything. If it's, Ray Chris it's like you're in the port, you're like, I get that. It's like they're sitting in the harbor. It's like if the if the battleship rolled up into a Russian. Yeah. Right. 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 So the dinghy. So when they're on the dinghy, is that what you called it? Yeah, a, a dinghy. Is a dinghy. A boat yeah, a little boat, like yeah. in Mallrats. Sure. A dinghy is a sailboat. You don't remember that? God, I'm old. Okay. Um. I just never watched it. Okay. Well, it's probably because it was a good movie and that's not your thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Burn. Sorry, guys. It is, sorry. It just Thanks came so, out of nowhere. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the last episode of Books with Kate. <laughs> End recording. Uh, um, uh. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So. Lawn, that's kind of the color of the walls now, though. No, it's really you're beautiful. You're parked on my grass. <laughs> Outside, really. I, oh, I see. Yeah, I heard. Okay, I yeah, am in there no, with you. It's okay. We've heard this time. I'll Should pass. I not park on the grass? No. Uh, no, is that I, a, is that a passive aggressive way of saying no. you don't want me to park there? No. I was trying okay, to be with fine. you. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I just didn't. Blonde. Do we look like lawn people? <laughs> I mean, no. 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 I mean, you could be. What do lawn people look like, Rachel? Bond is, company, gunship. Okay, Murder. so when okay. they're on the dinghy, so when they're on the dinghy, that's when somebody says, we need more money from you to bond the sec unit being yeah. on the dinghy. Yeah. So yes. then it goes to the, the gunship. Com- quote, unquote, the company. The company yeah. that we don't know is, the name of. And right. Yes. Is yeah. now aware of some new information, which is and you there's us- a rogue sec unit getting ready to head on to the... The company's and, gunship, and that, and it has full access to the company's gunship. Yeah, so it's like we're gonna need more money. 
Okay. Yeah. And that's when they because all start pulling out their it's, cash. It's yeah. now yeah. higher risk. It's a higher risk situation. And they're sure. like, fuck you, but also you're our only option here, so we're going to pay you some money. But fuck you also. All the Anti-gouging the legislation would be really useful here. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they get to the gunship, and then they're heading towards the wormhole, and that is when another gunship that is owned Palisade. by- Palisade. Yes. Starts- because Grey Chris has hired Palisade like Preservation hired the company. Okay. And so Palisade is like approaching them. And that's when they hit them with that malware. Right. That really aggressive malware. Which was r- so, such a smart way to describe a bad guy that I couldn't follow what was going on. Yeah, it's like, a lot. It is a lot. Because it's a virus, but it's like a living virus. Right. It's, it's adapting. a sentient virus. A sentient virus. It's adapting and moving through so the... So it, it's like if art... It's like when art pops in on another thing and just right. takes it out. It's right. but, but from the flipped perspective. Because so, it doesn't have a... Well, it's not our friend. It's the bad guy. Right. And it's it's taking down all the walls. It's basically taking so over the does gunship. our sentient virus have a body somewhere no no Mm-mm. no no like it is the shit so it doesn't have it's not connected to something right it's like right. art oh, is yeah. an autonomous the, the AI. malware it have is a body. just a mini sentience that they it, release it, it's it's yeah. it doesn't have a robot body it's not the mind of a ship it's not the so, mind of a bot or anything so all it, it is it's encapsulated specifically for attacking and destroying so once mm-hmm. it gets in there and it eats it all does it self-destruct or is it can it? Does it have a recall? We um, don't know. We, we don't know. A, a copy of it would exist on the initial on Palisades ship, right? But this but is new tech, the, right? The yeah. running version, the li- the live version of this micro sentient malware, only exists on the company's gunship right. at this point. And Murderbot has never seen anything like this before. So, can yeah. we use an analogy that it's like a tiny little robot mouse, and it says it has to. The way that they defeat it is by luring it into something that it thinks it wants. Yeah, putting the cheese on the shuttle. Right. And it has to put all of its, it has to move its entire existence, its entire brain into one section. Like if you have a, like in your house, you have a TV and you have your laptop computer and you have like a a game and your phone. Right. Right. And it's moving around all like, of those devices on the at network, one time, and it has pieces all over the place. And they're saying, like they they put some bait in your gaming console, like in your Nintendo Switch, and it's like, oh, I need to devote all of my resources into because the Nintendo it, because Switch because it tricked it into thinking that that was where the information, the data, right, the data yeah. was. So it, how did it do it? It Didn't puts it, everything into it, the Nintendo Switch, and then they. Cut the Nintendo Switch off from the network. Right. So Murderbot. And it's all there. Murderbot's one of Murderbot's like functions is analyzing data and coming up with like these concise packets of information. So it does that to its own memories of being on the like Goodnight Lander. Right. Being with Goodnight Lander. It doesn't, it's no relevant information, but it's like pertinent enough. It can create this like mimic packet that looks like the data it would have taken off of that derelict terraforming facility. Right. And that's what they put on the shuttle. But wasn't it just like conversations between Yeah, it's Girth just random it's just random fluff, but 
Wilkins. 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 Okay. It's just random chaff, like recorded chaff. Sure. But it just. But it's it's enough of it's a positive enough. signal because all for of the to, malware for it to say, trigger oh, it. That's what I'm looking for. So then for. they put it there, cut it off. Yeah. And implode it. And, and well, and then up. the malware is contained. It's okay. boxed off, quarantined. Yeah, and they they launch the shuttle and blow it up. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. They put it on a shuttle. Yeah. On like a pod. On like right. a pod. They put it on the dinghy. They put it on the dinghy. And then yeah. send and the they dinghy send off. send it out into the space. And blow it up. And, and blow, blow it, it up. up with its guns. Yeah. But what was it doing? So what? why was it hurting the augmented people? Because it was infecting all the systems on but the But I ship. thought that those things couldn't do that to augmented people. A regular piece of malware cannot. cannot. But this is like... But this was a, like a well, semi-sentient also, virus. Like the feed, the feed thing that they wear, which is like a Bluetooth headset, kind of. You can oh. just remove it. It's not connected like, to oh, your body. I thought the think feed like, was like a chip in their brain. No, it's literally like, like a little glass. tool. Like earpiece. Oh, okay. But it can be like a brain implant. Right, but like Gwathrin has like... A, it's actually physically implanted in his right. brain. Gwathrin so. is the only one in the family group that yeah. has like a brain implant. Everybody else just has like Google Glass or like a really nice smartphone that's kind of oh, like I a see. wearable that thing. That makes so much more sense. I really thank you. I've appreciated these descriptions. Which Mer- helps me really connect with the story. I, I really at like, I'm like yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Martha Wells <laughs> describes the technology. Like Well, as a at, techie as, and you're a techie. As a techie. Right. Right. I'm I'm and, a professional software guy. I really, really, really like how well she describes the concepts of how things would work on like really, really advanced technology. Well, and that based makes on our current technology, a lot of sense because as a like plebe, new, <laughs> right? So the way a, she describes whatever, him, a plebeian, just, pedestrian, right. <laughs> bitch that don't know shit about shit. I'm like, I just don't understand. What is happening? Right. So and I appreciate Ra- that. Rachel has the advantage of like 10,000 hours of listening to me rant about so computer you, stuff. And you're a, a tech wife. Different tech than wife. a trad wife. She's, she's an honorary <laughs> Thank <techie>. you. <laughs> you're a tech wife. But like the, the or way a techie she, yourself. And yeah. you did, you do, you're like the artist. He's like the techie. But yeah. you're the techie artist. The, <laughs> the, the way the author describes him, the um, it just sitting in its hotel room writing code like oh i'm imagining these situations happening and i'm going to write code to like protect myself in these kinds of situations and maybe do these kinds of things right thinking about how to write software that's kind of what you're doing is you're thinking in like big picture whatever and then you and then you're actually writing code but you're keeping your head around the big picture to take care of all the edge cases and scenarios and whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't need to, if I'm talking to Rachel, I don't need to say, Hey, I, I wrote this for loop with these if conditions yeah, please in don't. the code. Right. Yeah. That sounds I need like, to say, ta- here's, that what, like I'm, here's out, what I'm trying to make about happen. Philosophy where yeah. we're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a diversity in the IT crowd. Yes. Yeah. There's that scene where they're trying with a vampire. Yeah. They're trying to explain. (laughs) And the lady that lives in the basement. Yeah. Well, works in the basement. (laughs) Well, they're trying to explain computers to Jen. Yeah. And so it it says the first like sentence, and then you just hear. (laughs) Yeah. They literally just blank out the audio. She's like, "Mm -hmm." 
Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like what that. it's like sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But back to Murderbot. So he does all okay. that. It, it does all that. It puts its entire consciousness into the ship okay. in order to save the ship, to save everyone on the ship, because it's trying to destroy the ship, to take down all of its defenses and yeah, all, everything. It, it joins the machine the way art joins the machines, but yeah. it doesn't right. have the capacity, the... What are the terms for how big? The processing power. Processing power. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't have the processing power to really do it, but it's like growing and sh- and that's why when it gets back to its body, it falls out. Yeah, it's like, well, it has dodged been, that bullet and then it just... It, it spent its entire right, life it, force on doing that. It, yeah. has, it has a biological brain where it's like its mind, its consciousness lives and it's extended by all of the... The cybernetics. But it, the cybernetics can support like a full artificial consciousness, but the cybernetics don't normally support all the work of the consciousness of Murderbot. It crashes itself. It causes but, like a catastrophic system failure right, it, in it, itself. Yeah, it, it drains puts, its life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it puts too much of its consciousness into the cybernetics and then, you know, it uses that. so much force Bing. healing yeah. that it it force heals itself away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I love how it starts to put itself back together again. That is yes. such a the great experiential chapter. experiential description yeah. is awesome. Well, it, it finds this data file called Sanctuary Moon. And yeah. it's like, what is, what is this? What is this? And it puts it on and, and it's boom. like... I know who I am. It's like the Big Bang yeah. for it. Yeah, because its consciousness is so tied up in the experience of watching Sanctuary Moon. Yep. That that is how it puts itself back together. Yep. And then, and then, and then there's just all these other ones that yep. really tick. And I love the like sna- snapshots where yep. people are coming in and out of the room. She's a really brilliant writer. Yeah, and like Gawathrin comes in yep. and it's like, I don't like you. Yeah, Gawathrin's like, straight I, up. I know, I know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and they're kind of laughing about it. Yeah. 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 I yeah. feel like Gawathrin's coming to Murderbot quicker than Murderbot is. Yeah. But I know that they're going to be like Bucky and Steve at one point, you know? Yeah. Sorry. I think it's just that Gawathrin really understands what Murderbot could be. Well, yeah. Yes. I feel like after these four books, we do too. Right. All I could think about, once we have seen him, and you're right, we're ready for a novel now. Let me put yeah. this down. The ice is making noise. Um, after we have seen it grow into its, like, become a full thing. You're like, accept I'm ready. itself. Yeah. Like, there's more self-love in this one too. It's not... It's super emo. I, I want to just say it should grow its hair out into some like bangs. <laughs> the emo Because it's so freaking yeah. emo. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you really don't want people to see you? Let's get your bangs, yeah. bro. Where you can like flip them around, Mr. It. Sorry. But yeah, it just, it's fully realized almost. So I feel like we're yeah. ready for its first full length yeah. adventure. You're ready. By the time you get here, like, you're yeah. like, okay, it's, I'm ready to ready. see it. Yeah. It's really come a long way in these four short stories. Yeah. Dense short stories, like sourdough. Right. I was reading a, uh, like a list. This ain't no brioche. No. (laughs) Sorry, it's like a a, pound cake. Like a listicle, I guess. Whatever. Sci-fi books, like top 10 sci-fi books or whatever. This was at the top. The whole series was at the top. And the blurb was like, um, my dad has been reading these books 
um, since they were all released as audiobooks. And when he finishes the last one, he just goes back and starts one and reads them all over again, over and over and over again. And you can see how you could do that. And you can, yeah. And yeah. you will get something new every time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're that enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is a little bit off tangent, but also, you know how you guys, well, I know you can, I'm not sure about you. I'm talking about Rachel. You can watch this, something that you enjoy over and over and over again. Yeah. I typically cannot do that with television. I will not watch something twice. It's, if I like a movie enough to watch twice, like my rewatchable scale, I mean, I have to really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have noticed is with books, um, or especially audible books, I can re-listen to them. Like it is soothing. I, it is calming. Like, so I can pick these up and go, oh, I want to experience that again. Yeah. But for some reason with TV shows, I cannot. Well, I think it's because everything's presented to you. So there's not Maybe. a ton of nuance. So right. in a book. You just have to absorb it. Yeah. And in a book, really. Some people, every- yeah. So I, I dated somebody who literally watched the same shows over and over. And I was just like, I cannot do that. But books are so different. <laughs> uh, we, we have a friend from when I was in grad school. Uh, and they wa- they had watched Friends, the show, all of the seasons. They were on their, like, 11th rewatch. Are you kidding me? I, I couldn't could do. Never. Not. If it's a sufficiently complex show, or it's a. Like, deep character development. Or it's a genre that I really enjoy. It is soothing to watch it over and over and over again. But something is. Not at least for me, not as nuanced like Friends. I could right. something you might describe as like shallow character development, shallow plot. Uh, like most sitcoms call, aren't that. Yeah, I wouldn't call it shallow. I feel like that has such a superficial. Yeah, I don't that's know. what I was like. Maybe it's more just, surface. Yeah, yeah. Maybe surface. It's is very like what you see is way. what you get, which is fine. That's what a lot of people go Let's to. Let's use the term. Monoculture. Mono. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Something that like really. Gladiator. I could literally watch Gladiator twenty four seven. I could watch that movie. Okay. Shawshank. If and it's on, Shawsh- we're watching yes. it. Right, and you're watching the whole thing. If it's on, I, we're watching it. I have like it. a comfort anime that. Okay, so I don't really want to talk about it, but like I can just watch that over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. You're no. never going to guess it. Mm-mm. I've never heard of it. So, yeah, probably not. Um, I've seen one anime, and it's one with big, like, giant, naked things. That's a lot of them. Oh. A, a lot of them are like that. Yeah. I, okay. I also struggle with anime. Can't do it. No. I try. I'm like, <laughs> I am. I want to be a weeb. Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> yes. Weebs. So. I see all these weebs. I hear people talk about anime. I'm like, oh, my God. I am fucking missing something the only thing i've watched through is one punch man and is it, that your thing no oh no 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 i You'll watched never guess one it. of them but i think it was like a movie i don't know i don't really i can't a- anyway uh, um uh, i wanted your to show. i wanted to reply to your comment about you don't really have much that you can rewatch right i have like gladiator maybe a couple movies yeah and my comfort anime and that's pretty much it. Right. I don't I don't enjoy rewatching things. Rachel has like half of the like media that she's consumed in the last ten years. 
is stuff that she just rewatches over and over again. Well, it could be the ADHD brain novelty seeking. It is. Yeah. And I was about to go there. And thank you for thank you for that intro. This is a great transition. Yeah. I was about to say that. It's because I think part of my enjoyment is the novelty. adrenaline, the dopamine of the newness, the novelty. That's why I don't like to eat the same food. I wish more than anything I could eat the same thing every day, all day. My life would be so fucking easy if I could make a meal and eat it all week. But I cannot eat the same thing I ate yesterday. Maybe breakfast, potentially lunch. Right. A lot of times I would Mm -hmm. rather just not eat rather than than eat eat the the same same thing two days in a row. Which is why I can't eat chili because my mom would freeze fucking chili (laughs) when I was little. And every day, mom, what's for dinner? Chili. I can't eat chili anymore. I have I am 40 on Sunday and I have just started to be able to eat soup because because of the fucking trauma. The, there's of this, chili. There's of this chili Minecraft YouTube streamer that I watch and he was chili. just chili. Yeah. Well, the one I was just saying, soup. he was like, I yeah. wish I could just make a one big batch of meal prep right. and just eat that yes. for like 14 days in a right. row. Is it but my wife is like, no, you can't. I'd get bored eating the same thing every day. My mouth gets lonely. (laughs) You know what my daughter says? That's, yeah. yeah. I'm not hungry. I'm emotionally hungry. I'm not physically hungry. I'm emotionally hungry. I was literally quoting your daughter (laughs) in, what's it, when you reiterate? Yeah. What's it called? Paraphrasing. Yeah. I was paraphrasing Penny. Yeah. Are we allowed to say your daughter's name? That's fine. That's fine. But- Rachel, take us back to where we were. Murder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back on topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had kind of wrapped it up. I mean, Murderbot suffer, suffers that catastrophic failure. And then he they end up on, um, aren't they on Preservation Station? On like, the way. Yeah, he and he's like, up. I don't have to go on the planet. I don't want to go like, on the planet. I don't want to go on the planet. Yeah. It's like, why is this Why is this ship so shitty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get that really cool, small, short blurb about their history and how yeah. they got there and that they were all... Like they were shipped, shipped in a hold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you came here in a hold too. They were refugees. Just like I did. Yeah. Yeah. And that connection. And then he lands and he gets his hotel room and he's still not quite himself and he's still acting like yeah. baby murder bot. Right. <laughs> Little murder bot Eno. Yeah. And in uh um and uh so he watches a little bit more. He watches a documentary and he goes, the tone was weird, but I watched it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not used to doc. Oh, I love, sorry. There was a, um, an analogy, a metaphor about, um, the shows and a, f- a fictional documentary. You remember that part Mm-mm. where he watches a fictional documentary and he kind of likes it and, Throughout it, there is are it like the historical pop- drama, and it's like oh, yeah. it was completely it right, was? except for all the facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's no, there was he was watching um, a show that I thought he called it a a watch is like a period piece, like a historical. Drama. Yeah, but it was like putting up actual words, um, like blurbs of what actually happened. But oh. the character was basically a sec unit, so it was like a dramatization. But it was a good story about someone so much like him yeah he was like nope couldn't watch it so i put on a musical comedy (laughs) (laughs) you remember that part now yeah because i was like reading it i was like oh this is like a show about you and he's like nope i didn't like it musical comedy it is yeah which i fucking hate musicals except for matilda 
what do you guys, I know you've read it, but what are you hoping for in the novel? Um, some continuation, of course, and some widening of the universe a little bit more. I'm hoping that our big bad, because it kind of is, is, um, Gray Chris. Gray Chris. Griddle. Well, this sort of solves Griddle it. Chris. Gristle. Uh, oh, Gray does- Chris kind of goes. In yeah. this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, this- so we get a new Be- big bad. Because right. of the. The data that. So that's right. What, and, so, and so that's another. When he shipped off that package of data chips. Uh, that had everything they, on it they needed to take it down. Who, who's okay, the lawyer so on the team? Pinley. Pinley? Yeah. Like, that's slam she, dunk. Okay. Pinley's just like, oh, I'm just going to make this public and okay. then file so all the legal So that was sort of the wrap up of that. Oh. Well, once again, I'm so intrigued by this de- character development of this murder bot that I failed to notice it feels that like our big bad from I mean, four books is bye we bye-bye. kind of have these two like we have murder bots emotional journey and right. we have what's actually happening in real life <clears throat> and it's really difficult to get them both at the same time right so it's fair that you yeah. only got murder bots emotional journey because they're sometimes related sometimes not related and yeah. they're kind of presented in a very layered fashion right and so it's very difficult to absorb both of them at the same time yeah. Which is well right. you, you kind of have to read between the lines to yeah. figure out what yeah. what's happening politically or economically. Right. Because if Murderbot doesn't give a shit, Murderbot doesn't go into right. any detail. Right. Yeah. I don't really give a shit too. But I thought they were gonna be a big bad, but I'm cool with it. I don't know. I think that more relationship development, trying to figure out what who Menza is to him, maybe go on some adventures with these friends friend crews because I really enjoy these, but I also love that we keep getting new characters. So I'm excited to see what happens. So, well, that'll be two yeah. weeks from now. Two weeks from there's, now. So I'll give you full two weeks. Yeah, to there, there's a, a really, really, really short story called Home. Hold on. Home, Habitat, Range, Niche, Territory. By it, about this story? I don't think it, it's it here. It takes place right after. Book four. It's from Mensa's point of view. It's it's like a chapter. It's or two chapters. Yeah. And yeah. it's after the book. And it's it's af- no, it's after this. Oh, it's so right we can after add book that. four. That could be a nice. We can maybe add that in. Yeah, you can re- it, read it I mean, because I don't even know how much we'll talk about it because we yeah, see it, it from it's Mensa's point of view, and it's like because Mensa went through some shit. She was kidnapped. How long? Oh, we started over. I was like three fucking hours. No way. No, no, no. We were no at like way. an hour and 45 minutes probably total. Yeah, okay. But Mensa is, I mean, she went through some shit. She got kidnapped. She got Yeah. She had all that stuff that Murderbot takes it very chill. Right. Like, he he's very clinical about the like action. The action, yeah. Any action, he's it's extremely calm about. So that whole part where they're like fleeing through the station and they're like hopping off of transport tubes and onto other transport platforms, and it Mensa's running and losing her shoe. It's very, it's like it's emotional about it, but it's not emotional in the way a human would be because this is what it's designed to do. Is that the story for Murderbot? He's like, this is is just another Thursday. So Mensa basically has like PTSD. Oh yeah. And she so does. it's all about Mensa's like journey after all of the stuff that happened. And like well, so, ac- and accepting can... that she is traumatized or acknowledging like, you know, step one is admit that you have a problem, right? She's, she's acknowledging to at least to Murderbot that 
she does have a, there's something wrong. Well, and you can kind of get a glimpse of that in book one with their emotional attachment to this guy or this Thunderbot because each time he literally saves their lives, they are more and more connected to him. And you can feel this almost instantaneous emotional connection from them that he's like, dude, that's just another Tuesday. Why do you guys, why are you guys treating me like this? Right. Why are you treating me with so much kindness and fairness? Right. But it's also partly, they do have a deep emotional connection. Because he saves their lives over and over again. And it's like, he's he's shown that he actually cares about them. Right. But then he, there's also the like savior complex thing where he's literally saving their lives, but he's also sent a lot of clear signals that you're my people. I care about you. Right. So there, there's this kind of, um, kind of parallel, uh, attachment. Right. And it just comes at different rates. Yeah. It blooms yeah. differently. Yeah. Right. So this, this micro novella, um, Gives a little bit more short story, short story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very short story gives a little more insight into to Mensa's the perspective. Mensa, mm-hmm. like the Mensa murder bot relationship, but now from Mensa's perspective, yeah, yeah. And it's it's good, I really like it. So, next time we get back, it will be wings and nope, nope, try again. <laughs> The Serpent and the Wings of Night. Yep. And yeah. I'm going to tell you the author's name. That's what I'm looking up right now. You know why? It's because it's really curly font and it's really hard to picture. Yeah. And I actually couldn't remember the name until I thought about the two characters. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Because it was really good. Highly Carissa recommended. Broadbent. Carissa Broadbent. So new. I think it came out this past year. So new that it doesn't have audiobooks yet. Or maybe it won't ever. Why? That's not true. Unless she indie published it. I don't know. What is this? This book that we read, the maybe Serpent she did. Maybe it was like fan fiction night. or something. Okay, uh, back to the next, the full length Murderbot novel. Yeah. Goodreads, good, so blah, blah. Goodreads says 350 pages. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. That's not bad. Yeah, no. I'm also working on. Um, reading faster. I'm using my exercises where I stop. Chew gum. <laughs> yeah, or like tap where I'm not sub-vocalizing. Because I'm able to read as yeah. fast as my audible is right. going. I yeah. just, like, I'm, I, I, I was talking to Rachel about it. Do you read as fast as she does? I can. I was, Rachel and I were talking about it. And I was like, oh yeah, the sub, like. You're saying if, it out loud in your head. If you say, uh, if you say, oh, like, how do you read faster? It's like, okay, well, yeah, I've I've noticed, like, I've read up on speed reading, and I've pr- practiced some things, and yes, when I'm reading, there's literally a voice in my head narrating it. Yeah, not Queen at, Bee over here. She's just visualizing a perfect speed. movie. <laughs> hey, and all you have so, to be is just a little bit on the spectrum, and you're good to God, go. I'm like, what am I missing? And so Last week I was, was telling like, Rachel drugs? about the subvocalizing thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, as I'm reading, I'm actually subvocalizing it. So am I. Yeah. And so I have to literally, like, in my head, I have to make the the voice narrating in my head speak faster. And I kind of like, con- I have to, I was telling Rachel, I have to exert extra effort 
to not subvocalize. I have to kind of move everything up to the top of my head and then make the voice in my head talk faster and then I can read faster. Yeah. I also have to do that, but you know what's not fun? Talking that fast in your head. So I'm trying to completely eliminate. And there are tools and exercises that we can do so that we are not talking to ourselves and our brains. And so I am trying to... I need to learn that. That's good. Uh, after, so I, if I Promote get, mental flexibility. If I yeah. get myself reading at a sustainable speed for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes, sh- it turns into visualization. Yeah, okay, maybe I should try that then because I think you're clearing like 400 to 600 words a minute. And I timed myself. I took a test online because I was really curious. I'm like stuck on this. I am reading at about 220, 250 because I am saying it out loud. So my goal is to get up to 300 and then move. And then I'm going to transcend. I'm going to ascend into visualization. (laughs) It's the singularity. I'm going to go from sub-vocalization to... Visualization. I'm going to ascend to visualization. And then I'm going to experience life in a different way. Following Link up. in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. If yeah. anybody wants to keep up with what we're doing, I keep the Instagram updated. You do. I Very have well. 32 loyal followers. Yep, 32. Woo-hoo! No yeah. bots. Pretty Even though sure. we love bots, murder bot, art, Mickey. Yeah, but not shit. Instagram bots. <laughs> Transport. All our yeah. pals. Oh, yeah. All of murder bots pals. But, oh, Mickey. Mickey. No. I love how he says Mickey. he's like, I'm cozying up. Yeah. It's always snuggling with, cozying up, making friends with, tricking, whatever. It always has very anthropomorphic. Anyway. Yeah. So Instagram. Anthropomorphizing. Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Book Club. We do have a Patreon. I don't mention it as much as I did at the beginning, but we have a Patreon and there's links to it. If you go to our link tree, which Matt didn't know what a link tree is, but it's just a bunch of links. I thought you had to pay for link tree. You don't if you leave the branding on there. I love that. That's yeah. cool. So it's an Instagram and you can just go there and click and on you're it. you're great at Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. Are but we- now that I'm like piecing all of your skills together, I'm like, no wonder. I walk in here and there's a mural on your wall that you just painted. <laughs> Freehand. Freehand. I'm like, we're a powerhouse. I was like super, I felt myself jealousy. I was like, I could never fucking do that. I used to do that. Like, that's what I did. So you're an artist. Remember in the early 2000s when everybody had like toilet paper taped to their wall and shit? The like faux finishing? (laughs) I I don't remember that. But that makes sense. Yeah, I did faux finishing. Oh, cool. So if you've ever if you've ever walked into a room and you're like, God, what who what the what is on this wall? Yeah, that was probably me. Neat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, let me wrap up. We need to start a podcast that's just like two so ADHD wait, people on a mic. Hold, please. I mean, this is fine. This is the yeah. grit, and it's fine. No, no, I'm good. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> um, so you studied art and design. Well, I went to school for art. I, I did uh, pottery. Okay. And printmaking. Yeah. And printmaking, meaning design. No, like like lithographs and copper etching and T-shirts. No, no self screen. You did you did understand. one screen print in college. But didn't that yeah. didn't you do that for a job? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you ran a screen printing work uh screen printing shop. Yeah. My whole point 
point a for profit screen printing shop <laughs> is can i send can i send you my stuff to look at it and you can like tell me what it needs for yeah. improvement cuz i'm very maximalist about some of my canva you know i've been spending a lot of time on canva yeah sometimes i go real max and i really want to be a little bit less so it'd be cool to have someone with an eye I could trust to be like, maybe dim this down a little bit. But yeah, or just do you. But other will other people want to buy a house for me if my posts are maximalist? Oh, for business. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have my own page, which okay. is me. But this is for work. Yeah. Work, <clears throat> that's fine. Because but you don't I w- edit you. But the thing about work is that I have a very unique sense of style. I really care about myself and how I put myself together and like the way I want my stuff to look. But then I realized that like this is for work too. So I'm trying to like maybe just it's gotta be the LinkedIn version yeah. versus the MySpace version. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You know? Yeah. So that's what I was asking for. Gotcha. Yeah. But sorry, I want to circle back to one more thing because yeah, I go. wanted to say it. But I couldn't because I have another ADHD friend here. That's okay. And we have to. Anyways, Leah and I, your sister, were talking about, sorry, your sister and I were talking about reading speed. And she said, because I asked her if she reads as fast as you. And she said, I read really fast because when I watch TV, I have to have the subtitles on. Yeah. I can watch subtitles effortlessly. I always have them on. I just look. And I don't even notice them. But I am reading them. Yeah. So I know I can do it. It's there. But it's so much slower than that thing that you were just look, we were just looking at. Yeah. Like, I can do it. Because right, I'm doing it constantly. Because the subtitles cycle at actual talking speed. They do. Right. But then you have the... So I just need to... You have the actual audible words I need to, to prime you to yeah. the subtitles. Just like Murderbot, I need to challenge my processing speed. Yes. And, and get faster. Grow your inputs. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're reading so many books and I'm just not, I'm just not keeping up. I'm sorry. I'm sitting You can at, always tell me. You can be like, hey, Hail Mary, I need a. Well, if we've pre-planned, I would love to be able to keep up with our like schedule. It's our pod. Well, and it's also we this. We do what we want We do what here. we want, yeah. <laughs> it's also this, these books aren't my comfort zone. Yes. So, so that's hard. It's harder. Yeah. Trying to make an ADHD kid read out their comfort zone is hard. You know? That's also novel. Think about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've only been married to one for like 20 years. I know. You have all the keys. There's not a whole lot of navigating I haven't done. Yeah. Yeah. But no, if I got... Matt, he's been reading the... A Court of Thorns and Roses books. You have? And I think he's only on the second one. I read the first one. Yeah. And then I started the second one. So you want to talk about out of your comfort zone. Life is, you know. Yeah, but but does it kind of feel like a chore? Are you enjoying The first, okay. The way I I listened to y'all's podcast about the first book. And I agree with Rachel. The second half of the book was an easy read. Sure. The first half of the book was harder. It was just harder to just kind of get immersed in the voice of the main character. And then the second book, I started it and it was kind of a struggle and uh, and then I just haven't had time to read. Yeah. 
which is why they were so good for me because I was listening to them all the time. Yeah. So I was listening to them when I was doing the dishes, in the car. I never have to stop listening to them. Um, but Rachel, our on-topic scheduler. Do you want to wrap us up for Murderbot? Sure. Okay. So we already talked about Instagram. We've got that. Strange yeah. and Beautiful Book Club. We have a website, strangeandbeautiful.club, where I just have all the links. So you can go on there and find where to listen to the podcast if this isn't where you like listening to the podcast, or there's the submission form, the Patreon link. We do have a Patreon. We have like three Patreons. One's Matt. One's another Rachel. It's a friend of mine. And then Ryan, who we have a lot of interaction with. If you want to be like Ryan and you want to talk to be us like all Ryan. the time, go ahead. Join on Patreon. Hop on the Discord. We both have it on our phones. It dings every time Ryan sends a message. We were <laughs> sitting at dinner eating grilled cheese and tomato soup and chatting with Ryan earlier. That's so, great. On Discord? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'll you're listening to, to Rachel and Matt and Kate. That's some deep nerd shit. Once we get, once you get signed up for it, <laughs> yeah. we'll go ahead and invite you. Okay. That was a workaround of Patreon. We, like, you don't need to join the Patreon. We'll get you, hook you up. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> make you a creator. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, you're, you're guys. A, yeah. You're I'll just a contributor be to the a podcast. A contributor, right? Yeah. And then you can talk to us in real life, but like on the screen in real life. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Internet real life. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. So next time we'll be doing the book that we already talked about seven times, which I can't ever remember the name of. Serpent, Serpent in the, the Wings of Night, night by oh, never mind. Carissa Broadbent. Not yeah. the next and then, word about book. No, we're going to no, go to, give, I need two weeks to read the novel. We're giving Kate two weeks because the novel yeah. is. That's a good point. Because. It, it requires digestion. Yeah, yeah. For me. I have to read and listen to absorb it. Oh, Goodbye, friends. Bye. <laughs> gotta go. Bye. Goodbye. Just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's face she You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strangeandbeautifulnetwork. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.